Well, praise God, praise God, praise God. What a great service we've been having. And uh, the Lord's Spirit is upon us. And we want to study a little bit about Noah. About Noah, that's, that's the Parsha for this week. And in those days, the world was Hamas. The world was violent. The world was corrupt and um, and God decided to judge the world and thank God we live in such a righteous world today, right? <laughs> so, some of the things that I've learned from this Parsha is, um, you know, all the animals were on the, were on the, uh, were on the ark and uh, but why did Noah have to punish and discipline the chickens on the ark? Can anyone think about why he had to do that? Because they were using foul language. <laughs> I, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, everything I I learned a lot about life from this parsha. So everything you need, you learn. I've learned from Noah's Ark is one, don't miss the boat. <laughs> Two, remember that we're all in the same boat. <laughs> Three, is plan ahead. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. Four, is stay fit. When you're really old, someone may ask you to do something really big. <laughs> Number five is. Don't listen to the critics. Just get on with the job that needs to be done, even if it takes 100 years. Number six is build your future on high ground. Number seven is for safety's sake, travel in pairs. Number eight is, is speed isn't always an advantage. The snails were on board with the cheetahs. And number nine is when you're stressed, float a while. And number 10 is, remember, the ark was built by amateurs, the Titanic by professionals. <laughs> so, anyway, it's always good to have a little good Jewish humor. <laughs> In Genesis 6, verse 3, The word of God says, Lo, lo yadon ruachi ba adam la'olam. My spirit shall not reside with man forever. Because basically, man is not worthy to have his spirit reside in him because what happened in the days of Noah and what's happening now is that our spirits, not ours, hopefully not ours, but our spirits are not being drawn to God, but the spirits of most people in the world are being drawn to the flesh. And if it's good for the flesh, then it is good. And if it's good for God, don't tell anyone if you don't want to be mocked. That's the way the world is today. That's the way the world was 
5,000 years ago, four or 5,000 years ago, at the time of Noah. And um, in chapter 6, verse 5 of Genesis, we learn that then Adonai saw that the wickedness of humankind was great on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of their heart was only evil. What do we call that? The Yetzahara, the evil inclination. And because of that, he was willing to wipe out all mankind. Once again, that's what we have here on this earth again. And we have it in, in our country and every country, every country on this earth. We don't have, there's not a righteous person who lives on this earth. There's never been a righteous person except for Messiah. And the only way that God sees that we are righteous is when he looks at us we're through the lens of the blood of Messiah, then he can call. Uh, he calls us righteous, not because of us, but because of him, what he did for us. But it's interesting that when we speak about the evil inclination, it's very interesting. He didn't exclude Noah. Noah was a man who lived righteous unto God, but he didn't exclude Noah. In other words, in other words, had Noah not chosen to walk with God, he would have been wiped out also. And this is great to understand that because we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to speak to the world, obviously beginning with our family and our community, but speak to the world about our Messiah, about our God. That is our responsibility. And, and Noah had found favor in the eyes of our God, in the eyes of Hashem. He found favor. And the favor was, the, the favor was because he, in his generation, he was the righteous one in his generation. And he was, had salvation because of God's favor. He was called in, to go on the ark and be used as a vessel so that the world would begin again. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine, now we know that's not going to happen again. How do we know? Rainbow. The promise, the rainbow, right, right. So we know that that's not going to happen again. But we know 
that the world can and will be destroyed and there'll be a new heavens and a new earth, but it won't be through flood this, this time. This time will be through fire. Uh, boy, if we had to make a choice, I don't think that's not a good choice. Either one, we wouldn't want it to happen. But the bottom, but the bottom line is, is that God is a God of justice and he's a God of mercy. And, and thank God he is a God of mercy. And Noah was granted God's favor. How do we know? Because he got saved. Saved meaning going on to, going on to the ark. And he and his family got, got saved. We also have the favor of God. How many know we have the favor of God? Raise your hand. All right, we know it. So if we know it, why don't we walk in it knowing that we have the favor? And why don't we speak to people? I was at, I was at a function this week, speaking, and, and loads of loads and loads, I mean, the, probably almost everyone in the, almost everyone in the room was Jewish, and I felt I needed to speak about my Messiah. And so one of the, way, so one of the ways that I speak about my Messiah is people ask me, well, are you retired? And I said, well, I'm a retired eye doctor, but um, okay, um, but I'm not retired now, <laughs> far from it. But um, I'm not re not retired. But I have um, I'm I'm a rabbi, and um, and I have two congreg and I have two congregations, and um, and I love the faithfulness of Hashem um, in all in all things. I love the faithfulness of Hashem. But I speak to that. Oh, a rabbi. Well, what type are you? And I said, I'm a messianic. Oh, that's interesting. And one person said, well, I don't believe that. I, I can't believe that he would be the Messiah, but maybe I don't believe it because I really don't believe in God. So I said, well, that's a good reason. But, um, and, and, and I said, would you like to talk to me about it and I can show you the ways of God? And he said, yes. And then I met this other person who, who said, oh, so you're a Messianic rabbi. I said, yes. I said, well, I, I, I would like to learn about that because I'm a, I, you know, my theology might be a little bit strange. I, yours is different that you believe in Messiah. Um, you believe Yeshua is the Messiah. But mine might be a little different. I said, what is your theology? Well, she said, well, my theology is that I believe we're all going to come back. I may even come back as my pet someday. So <laughs> I said, okay, you, wanna, you need to talk? He said, yes, and I can't wait to have you, you and your wife over to our house so we can speak about it. I said, okay, but we're not going to be speaking about becoming a pet. We're going be, to speak about, about coming to know the Messiah. Yes, I want to learn. I want to learn. You see, our Jewish people want to learn 
about the Messiah. They want to learn about God. And that's what happened. Praise the Lord. That is good that they want to learn about God. Let's give the Lord a clap offering because he's the one who puts it the desire on people's hearts to come to know that. And in Noah's time, he was supposed to, as many um, rabbinic writings of antiquity say, he was supposed to bring the message of God to, to the world. And, um, and, that, and it's thought that the only thing he did is obviously... It, look, it took him a hundred years to write that, and not to write it, to um, to build the ark. It took him a hundred years. That's a long. That's a long time, and and that was the sign. But it would have been better if he also spoke to the people and 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 let them know about God, because he was walking with God, and I'm sure there's so much that he could have could have said. And why do I think that? Because Next week, when we speak about Lech Lecha, and when we speak about when God told Abraham to leave, to leave the country he's in and go out, and he will, he will show him where he, where he wants him, and he did it. Who did he take with him? He took his Talmudim. He took his disciples. Why did he have disciples? He had disciples because he was another man who walked with God, another righteous man in his generation, and he spoke the message of God. But think about it. In Noah's time, they had two choices. And they had a hundred years to make that decision. We don't have a hundred years to make a decision. But they had a hundred years to make a decision. One of two things. If what this old man Noah is saying is true, if that God is real and God wants to judge us, then you have a choice between one of two things. The choice is between receiving God and living or not receiving God, rejecting God and not living for eternity, not living in eternity in, with God, but living in eternity without God. And how do I know that? I know that because the book of Daniel, Jewish book, Jewish guy, said that you have two choices. One of two choices. Number one is to live with God forever. Or number two is to live in everlasting contempt without God. And you have that choice. Each and every person in this world has that choice. It's not a made-up thing. It's something written in the Bible. And either you believe the Word of God is true, or you don't believe it's true. And if you believe it's true, then when you read things, you have to, you have to, you, you, you have to just accept it. You have to accept it as true. And like when I was at that function, I was speaking to people, you know, who didn't believe in, in, in God, but then 
I said, I said to him, well, do you believe God parted the Red Sea or the Sea of Reeds? And they said, well, I believe that Israel crossed the sea. I do. I don't know if God any, had anything to do with it. I said, oh, yeah, it's a normal everyday occurrence. <laughs> and, then, and then I said, um, do you believe Sarah can have a child, uh, had a child at 90 years old? said, well, um, yeah, yeah, I know it happened. Was that kind of like a natural thing? Was she Wonder Woman or Superwoman? <laughs> or was she just a, a regular person that God had something to do with and God allowed her to have a child at 90 for the purpose, for the purpose of uh, being the one, uh, being the vessels through which God has created his people, his Jewish people. And why did he create his Jewish people? For one reason, to be a light to the nations. And we see, we, we see, and, and, and to, to be a light unto the nations, but also to have, he wanted to have a relationship with them. But not only did he want to have a relationship with us, he wanted to have a relationship with all people. So this, and this is right after, this is right after the book of Noah, or the chapter, the, the uh, Parsha of Noah. And we see that in that Parsha, everyone went away from God. And then even to the point in, in chapter 11, where they had the Tower of Babel, and why did they have the Tower of Babel? Because the bottom line was they wanted to build a tower up to the heavens so they could be like God. Is that anything different from the, from the Parsha we read last week, which was Bereshit, where Adam and Eve chose to want to be like God and that's why they sinned because they ate from the tree that God said not to. And, then, and every time I, I read that, I think about it. If we look in... If we look in Genesis, chapter, I believe it's two. Let's look at... I will you in one minute in Genesis chapter 2 right verse 7 says then Adonai Elohim formed the man out of the dust from the ground and he breathed into his nostrils a breath of life the Shamat Chaim so the man became a living being then Adonai Elohim planted a garden in Eden in the east and there he put the man whom he had formed. Well, it's interesting. He formed a man, Adam, and Adam was outside the garden, and then he put him into the garden. So when you make a choice, now think about what was outside the garden. The thorns and the thistles. Think about walking in the garden, outside the garden, and you're walking and you got the thorns and the thistles and in order to get rid of them you got to work and there's sweat on your brow and you have to work and work. 
Or you could live a life of eternity in the Ganidan, in the Garden of Eden, in paradise, in, with, with God. And when he was told not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and he made the choice, as his wife made the choice, both of them made that choice, they, it was a bad choice. And that choice still exists today. We make the decision to either eat from the Eitz Chaim, the tree of life, or we eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is the tree of our flesh that desires to be just like God. We make that choice. And it's the eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil is glorifying the flesh and is not thinking about Hashem. Eating from the Eitz Chaim is eating from the tree of life living with God. But you may say, we don't have an Eitz Chaim today, or we don't have the, a tree of knowledge of good and evil today. So how can we, how can we make our decision and the way we can, the way we can make our decision is, is in the fact we do have an Eitz Chaim today, a tree of life. The Eitz Chaim is our Messiah who became the tree of life. He became the choice. And we have to make that decision. Do we take from that which is strange and different because we because we don't really know the word and we don't really know what the word says about that? Or do we take from that knowledge and then I will be so wonderful, I'll know it all. Is that what we want? We'd love to know everything, but we make a choice. The choice is to know God. And there's only one way to know God. Again, because this is what the, the scripture says. And as, if we read um, chapter, six, verse, uh, chapter 6, verse 13 and 14, it says, then God said to Noah, the end of all flesh is coming before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. And of course, the word of violence is Hamas. Behold, I am about to bring ruin upon them along with the land. Make for yourself an ark 
of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with compartments and smear pitch on it, both inside and out. Okay, so pitch. What is pitch? Pitch is a covering. So you should smear the pitch on it. And the word for the, in Hebrew for pitch is kofer. And that is, and kofer is with the kaf and the, and the um, peh, which is actually, the peh without, without the dot, which is the, the feh, and the resh, and that's the same root, that pitch is the same root as kaper, which is for salvation. Kaper, our covering, like on Yom Kippur, which is another word for it, the same root, the same root, Kippur, the same root, the atonement. And so what, in a sense, God was saying is put the pitch on it, it's a covering, and when you go into the ark, there is salvation. Now, we're not talking about the salvation through Yeshua, but there's a salvation that you will live on this earth. If you don't go into the ark, you will die. And it's, again, it's the same thing with Messiah. You will either go into the covering of Messiah and live with Hashem forever and ever, or you will reject the covering. You won't go in, and we see what happened in the book of Noah, or the chapters on Noah in the book of in the book of Bereshit, in the book of Genesis, is that those who choose redemption live, and those who do not choose redemption their spirit their spirit dies <coughs> so what are we saying we are saying that just as noah had to take responsibility to speak the word to the earth we have a responsibility to speak the word. And if we have Messiah in us, then we not only have the responsibility, but we're excited and joyous to do it. And this I was explaining to someone last week in the, in the function. So why are, you, why are you so excited about it? Well, why not? If we know the truth and I want to share it with everyone because I want everyone to know the truth. And you might say, well, why would you want everyone to, who cares? You, you're okay, you got it. You got the prize. Why do you care if anyone else has it? And there's only one reason why we care. We care 
because we have the Spirit of God living within us, the Ruach HaKodesh living within us. And if we have the Ruach HaKodesh living within us, then it's God within us, and God within us loves each and every person that he has created from the beginning to whatever, whenever the end is. He loves each person. And it's that love that he instills in us. And that's why the Word of God says the two greatest commandments are to love God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the only way you can fulfill that is when God lives within you, when the Spirit of God lives within you. And what happens to us is the same thing that happened with Adam and Chaya. The same thing that happened. And what happened? They did not take responsibility for what they had to do. They blamed the other person. He blamed her and she blamed she he blamed her and she blamed the snake. And the bottom line is he was banned from the Ganidan and he had to be out with the thorns and the thistles and the sweat on his brow and she was banned from Ganidan and she had to be out where she would be used to help begin civilization and she would have pain every time another baby was born. And we have to realize that these are not just stories. These, this is the truth. One person said to me, in that function I was at, one person said to me, yeah, but I, I, I just believe that those are just good stories. You know what? They may be good stories, but they're the truth. And they are the truth. This is the Word of God. And again, this is the choice that you make. Do I believe in the Word of God? Or do I want that, that, that flesh built up like Cain, like Adam, like Cain? What do we what do we make a choice for? We see that as immorality and corruption increased it became acceptable. It became acceptable and the behavior is acceptable and it became almost impossible for anyone to speak out against this, this immoral behavior because if you speak out against immoral behavior, you are ostracized. And people wouldn't believe that. 
Now, doesn't that sound familiar? There's something that's happening today in our lifetime all throughout the world. All throughout the world. It's the same exact thing. You can not speak out without being persecuted. But we, again, have to choose. Whom do we serve? Do we serve the world? Or do we serve the God of all creation? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God is telling us that he wants us to be like Noah in the fact that he was an example to the world then. But he wants us to be more than Noah. He wants us to be an example, to walk that example, and to speak it to our neighbors, speak it to our community because he wants us he wants us to take responsibility and we understand that Noah was a type of Messiah blameless preached righteousness savior of the world in his time he found favor with Hashem and God wants us to make the right choice. And the right choice is between one of two things. Now again, if I say this in the world, They'll point their fingers at me, maybe throw stones and eggs at me and everything else. They'll say, you are narrow-minded. But not I, but my Messiah is alive within me and my Messiah is the one who directs me to speak out, and I have to speak out because that is my choice. I will, me and my house will choose the, will choose the Lord. That is what we choose. And if we choose the Lord, then we are on the ark of salvation for eternity, and that is our choice today. God would want you to make your choice, choose to live eternally, forever and ever, with Hashem, as, as crazy as it may sound to you, or to choose an eternity away from God, as Daniel said, living in everlasting contempt. That is our choice. And we can make it today. And let us all say, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shabbat Shalom and Shavuot Tov. And I want to just remind everyone, we want to...